The White House held its correspondence dinner this weekend, and the president had some words. Uh, the pushback from this radical crap is coming to a head. Uh, the question is, how hard is it going to come? And finally, Hunter Biden's corruption is getting really hard to ignore for the White House. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. Okay, so here's some things on a personal level. Uh, first off, if you want to go see some videos, there are some new videos online. I believe one came, one is coming out in about half an hour. Um, just a bunch of fun stuff on the internet. Nothing serious. A lot to do with videos I find on Twitter and on YouTube that I think are just too bizarre to ignore. Uh, some of them are political, but not really. Not, not a lot of them. And then my music instructor, my guitar teacher, decided to give me a project. He said, you know something, you need to work on your chords. So one of the things I want you to do, I want you to write a song. So I said, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot. I'm very kind of shy when it comes to music because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm very good at music. But I said, okay, I'm, I'm stepping out of my, I actually have created a song. Now I got to create lyrics. Uh, so that's going to be a thing. That'll be fun. Uh, but we'll have to see how it's going to go. Now, hopefully, if I do make this song, and trust me, you don't want to hear me singing, but the reality is, if it does work out, you'll see, we'll see. Okay, let's get to the news. All right, there's a lot of news this weekend. Now, first things first, uh, in a real, just absolutely ugly story. An ugly story which the media is going to kind of go away from. A Mexican national in Texas uh, was firing his AR-15 out in front of his house or his rented house or wherever he was living. And somebody from next door who happened to be Nicaraguan nationals, someone came out and said, hey, you know, could you stop? This was happened at midnight. This guy had been drinking. And hey, could you stop shooting your gun off because the baby's trying to sleep and all sorts of stuff. Well, this guy decided to walk over and start shooting people, broke into the house, killed five people, including an eight-year-old boy. The women were found dead in the house, actually on top of their children, trying to protect their children. And then this guy ran away. Five people dead. The eight-year-old almost survived, but he ended up dying at the hospital. Now, the media didn't give a lot of information because the first thing I thought of is, is this guy an illegal alien? Well, I got the, uh, I got the answer by looking at some of the headlines. Uh, one of the headlines basically started blaming the AR-15. So you can imagine that this guy was an illegal alien. Well, apparently he was. He turns out he was an illegal alien from Mexico and he had been deported previously three times. So congratulations to the Biden administration. You got more blood on your hands. And I'm sorry, this is blood on... I do blame Joe Biden for this. Normally I wouldn't blame Joe Biden for... I blame Joe Biden. I blame the media for not actually reporting on this correctly. 
He's still wanted. They don't know where he is. He's probably back in Mexico. And he's considered armed and dangerous. And five people are dead. Thank you, Joe Biden, for that. Okay, in other news, um, First Republic Bank has failed. This is the second. This is the second largest bank failure in American history. The first, of course, Silicon Valley Bank, which happened about four months ago. The FDIC took over the bank uh, on last week, and then um, J.P. Morgan has decided they're going to acquire the bank and, and give the funds that are necessary for the customers of this bank. But this is the second largest bank, and I think about the seventh that has failed this year. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. The Fed has, or uh, I'm sorry, but experts in economics have said we are at a 67% chance that there will be a recession and it will be a hard recession. And if these banks keep failing, we could be looking at a depression in this country. So thank you, Joe Biden. I, I don't know what people don't get. I really don't understand what people don't get with this whole thing, with this whole Joe Biden. There was an excellent, uh, uh, excellent reporting done, not really reporting, but more journalism done, where a guy was walking through a college. Of course, it's a college. And they asked, what about, do you like Joe Biden? And a lot of people said, no, they don't like Joe Biden. Well, will you vote Republican? They said there's no way because Trump's going to be the nominee and they will refuse to vote for Trump. So in other words, these idiots are self-flatulating themselves because they just don't like Donald Trump. None of them said Donald Trump can't run the country. They just don't like the guy. Well, what's going to turn out and what this this journalisming turned out to be is to show is that no one's going to vote. That this probably will be and I I have one of these I have one of this these firm beliefs that Donald Trump is going to be have to be so horrific as not to win the election and not to win it by a landslide. Now, can he be? So far, he has been. Uh, now, he did hold a rally this week, and he was interviewed this week weekend, and he sounded actually moderately normal, but not going after Ron DeSantis and things like that, but that's what, that's what he's doing. He's bitching about 2020. He's bitching about Ron DeSantis when, in fact, he should be targeting himself right at Joe Biden. But the Republicans, they've got this election in 2024. The question is, one, are we going to have another pandemic? Because we're already hearing about that. And we're going to change all the election laws and this one's going to be stolen. And yes, I am a conspiracy theorist that thinks that 2020 was actually stolen. Though... Donald Trump did work his way to lose it. And and two, uh, is are the Republicans going to lose this election? Are they going to go out of their way to bust their asses to lose this election? Because one of the surprising things is that the economy doesn't matter, illegal aliens don't matter, the crime doesn't seem to be the problem, but it's all Republicans are sitting back and defending some of this ideology, which is really weird. We have Republicans like Nikki Haley now defending Disney. I, I don't get it. So it's very possible Republicans could actually lose this. Okay, another news. Uh, Austin Killups, a transgender female, finished in first place in the women's category for the Tour de Guia. Uh, 
as he finished in first place in the final stage of the event in New Mexico. Now, I'm only bringing this up because, you know what, I'm good with this. Hey, women, men, everyone is going to have to get on board and, and let these men defeat all the women. Let the patriarchy reign. Let misogyny reign. Until somebody has the balls to sit there and say, no, this is stupid. Now, this guy had issues before. He was on a short track uh, in this same competition and apparently pushed a woman down while, they were, while she was trying to pass him. This guy is obviously not much of a biker if, if women are beating him. And he is about six feet, six foot one, six foot two. He's not a small guy. Well, he, one woman was passing him during one of the short track events and he pushed her down. And she got hurt, of course. But no one seems to care. So I tell you what, keep doing this. Yes, we'll fight it. Yes, we'll sit there and say this is wrong. But until people begin to realize that there is a difference between men and women, there's nothing we can do about this. Uh, in other news, and this is kind of big news, and I think this is the tip of the iceberg, a list of visitors to Jeffrey, Ep to Jeffrey Epstein has actually come out. And this list is pretty serious. So one of the guys is Noam Chomsky. Uh, he's the author and activist and a professor, a far lefty. This guy wrote uh, books on how to be activists. Uh, he was caught with them. Leon Botstein, a longtime president of Bard College, he's been meeting for, with Jeff Epstein. Now, uh, Botstein had said that, hey, I had nothing to do with kids. I was just trying to get donations. But then again, this is your college is working. By the way, all these guys met with Epstein after he was already a sex offender. So it's not like in 2007, 2008, he was convicted of, um, I believe it was underage sex. He was on the sex reg the sex sexual predator registry. And these people still met with him. Other person, uh, Catherine Rumler, who served as the White House counsel under President Barack Obama, she met with Epstein a couple of about a dozen times while uh, while she was working with the White House. Again, after Jeffrey Epstein said that, or after Jeffrey Epstein was put on the sexual predator list. So you go figure. I guess money talks and bullshit walks because they were all after him. And finally, and probably one of the bigger, uh, the director of the Central Intelligence, uh, Intelligence Agency, the CIA, William Burns, who was a deputy, who was deputy secretary of state uh, under the Obama administration, he also met with him several times. And there are reports. One of the times that he met with them. Epstein was with a young girl. This happened again in 2014. Six, seven years after Jeffrey Epstein was put on the, the sexual predator list. And no one said anything. Now this list is going to grow. It's going to keep growing. And the reason it's going to keep growing is because uh, Giselle Maxwell is appealing her 20-year sentence for sex trafficking minors. And uh, she's got some names. And you can imagine, she's if, if Hillary Clinton doesn't kill her first, allegedly, or she or Hillary Clinton doesn't suicide her, 
that we're going to get more names so that she can get an easier sentence. Or we're not going to get more names and she's just going to be put in a hole someplace. We're going to have to see what's going to happen. We're going to have to see what she can pull off. But these are some big names. Okay. So Joe Biden, apparently on Saturday night, took his vitamin B12 shot and decided to show up at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Now, the White House Correspondents' Dinner is just, it's a load of crap. What it is, is it's a bunch of reporters who love the president or don't love the president, and they all get together for an expensive, elitist dinner. Now, President Trump, to his credit, never went to the Correspondents' Dinner. And the reason he never went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner, he said, the media hates me, and I'm not going to go and be, be friendly with a bunch of assholes. So he never used to go. But of course, the media loves Joe Biden. And oh yes, Joe Biden, the, the love fest was strong. So there is a uh, there was a clip, uh, about five minute clip on the internet uh, with what Joe Biden said in his speech. Speech was about seven, eight minutes. Wasn't very long. But he said some things that, and you can hear by the reaction of the audience what they're actually thinking or how they feel about Joe Biden. So I think it'd be wrong if I just skipped this. So let's take a look at let's take a look at this first clip. Here he is getting into the controversy of his age. And in the meantime, he takes a quick shot at Don Lemon, which is kind of weird. He did go after CNN a couple of times, which I thought was a little odd because CNN is loves Joe Biden. So here, listen to this clip. After all, I believe in the First Amendment, not just because my good friend Jimmy Madison wrote it. (laughs) This dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. You say I'm over the hill. Don Lemon would say, that's a man of his prime. Now, I didn't find any of this particularly funny, and I know he's trying to do a uh, routine here. But one of the things that really gets me is I don't interview with anybody. He's basically admitting this should be something. And you can hear the laughing. Yeah, it was there, but it was kind of, you know, well, he doesn't. That's not really as funny as it is true. But that him saying that should really spark some criticism today when KGP, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre is interviewed. Like, you know, he's admitting he's not talking to the press. Are you guys planning to get him out a little bit? He made a joke of it. It's actually not funny. We'd like to know what's going on. The economy's falling apart. The border is a mess. We've got drugs, crime, homelessness all over the place. The world is falling apart. We just evacuated Sudan. No one's talking about that. Is he ever going to sit back and talk? And the answer is no one will ask because they love the president. Okay, here he is um, making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Elon Musk uh, and indirectly complimenting NPR. This is all kind of weird. Let's, let's, Let's listen. I want everybody to have fun tonight, but please be safe. If you find yourself disoriented or confused, it's either you're drunk or Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
I love NPR. Because they whisper into the mic like I do. But not everybody loves NPR. Elon Musk tweeted that it should be defunded. Well, the best way to make NPR go away is for Elon Musk to buy it. I, I love when he starts attacking people he shouldn't be attacking. So first off, Marjorie Taylor Greene, let's be honest, she's the AOC of the Republican Party. Now, the only thing she that's different about her than AOC is she's just as loud as AOC, but she actually has good ideas. Now, she's crazy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is the gal who came up with the Jewish space laser thing. So she's kind of out there. But, but the reality of the matter is she does have ideas that people like, like not transing kids, elimination, eliminating censorship, things like that. She is conservative in the right places. And that's why they consider her a danger. She's not a bad-looking woman, and she does have good ideas. Unlike AOC, who's not a bad-looking woman, but her ideas suck ass. They're both stupid. I mean, I'll, I'll call it what it is, but to sit there and think that everyone takes Marjorie Taylor Greene seriously on the conservative side is dumb. I mean, that's just a dumb statement. As far as him picking on Elon Musk, Elon Musk has done more in the last two months than Joe Biden has done in his 50-year career as a politician. Elon Musk has sent astronauts into space. Elon Musk is going to land a spaceship on the moon. Elon Musk is going to colonize Mars. He's going. He has done way more than Joe Biden could ever have dreamed of. To in, and by the way, Twitter is doing pretty well. Twitter is a lot better platform than it used to be, even though the left hates it. So to sit there and start dicking one of the smartest men, if not the smartest man, possibly in American, it possibly in history, seems kind of a, like a problem. Well, the most interesting part of his speech came when he started uh, doing his. Um, doing his campaign speech because this is the only way he's going to do a campaign speech. He, he can't go more than 10 minutes. So he he's in his 10 minutes in little idiot, idiot, idiotic places like this where everyone loves him. This is where he's good. He's going to sit there and sell himself. And of course, take some shots at some Republican leaders too. So let's listen to what he said, uh, during this speech. This dinner is one of the two great traditions in Washington. The other one is underestimating me and Kamala. Well, the truth is, we really have a record to be proud of. Vaccinated the nation, transformed the economy, earned historic legislative victories and midterm results, but the job isn't finished. I mean, it is finished for Tucker Carlson. What are you wooing about like that? Like, you think that's not reasonable? Give me a break. Just give me a break. Look, like I often say, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. We added 12 million jobs. That's just counting the lawyers that defended the president. 
At Ron DeSantis, I had a lot of Ron DeSantis jokes ready. But Mickey, but Mickey Mouse beat the hell out of me and got there first. <laughs> now look, can't be too rough on the guy. After his re-election as governor, he was asked if he had a mandate. He said, hell no, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. I'll give you time to think that one through. You got it? Look, y'all keep reporting my approval ratings is 42 percent. But what do you but I, I think you don't know this. Kevin McCarthy called me and asked me, Joe, what the hell's your secret? I'm not even kidding about that one. <laughs> the speaker's trying to claim a big win this week. But the last time Republicans voted on something this, that hapless, it took 15 tries. I got to tell you, the reactions weren't great there, especially when he talked about his accomplishments and him and Kamala's ticket, their, their ticket. None of that was great. Because everyone knows, the only person, if you watch the video, the only person clapping is Kamala. And his accomplishments? I, I'm sorry, we could, go, we could go through every one of his accomplishments and, and say, well, they're not really accomplishments, they're just the way things were going. And what about his disasters? Nothing's being talked about that. And that's why a lot of people don't want him running again. They don't want him on the ticket. They want someone else. Don't be shocked if Joe Manchin jumps up there. His shot at Tucker also got kind of a, a flat response. And it should have. It should be something that scares the crap out of reporters. They're going down. You, all Tucker Carlson means. The firing of Tucker Carlson says. All it means is that one wrong word. And you could lose your job. Now, a lot of these reporters already know that. That's why they never say the wrong word. That's why they say some of the most crazy things. This is not... Now, I'm not saying Tucker doesn't say crazy things. I mean, Tucker has some um, conspiracy theories about 9-11. Tucker Carlson talks about aliens a lot. I, he does say a lot of odd things, but that's what makes him entertaining. He makes you think about it. It's not like some of the things he says are just so off the wall that you can't believe it. He actually comes up with reasonable explanations. That's what makes him so good. But these people, they shouldn't be comfortable with Tucker Carlson's firing, even by Fox News. As far as Ron DeSantis thing goes, I thought it was clever. I didn't think it was very true. I also want to point out, you notice how he focused on DeSantis? Why didn't he focus on Trump? He did make a comment about Trump's attorneys, but he ne never said Trump's name. Because they want Trump to win. They think he can beat Donald Trump. Biden can beat Donald Trump. I will go on a ledge here and say, no, no, no. I don't think, I think a, a mongrel dog could beat Biden right now. 
I don't think Trump has, I don't think Biden has a chance in 2024. As a matter of fact, I think he could get primaried. If Joe Manchin runs, I think he could primary Biden. So, and God forbid, if Manchin has to have a debate with Biden in the primaries, he'll kill him. So, but the other thing with Ron DeSantis, I think he should be a little bit more careful. Calling Ron DeSantis stupid is like, wow, that's a reach. From a guy like that, calling Ron DeSantis stupid? And not to mention the joke about the Disney thing. Well, what's a joke about Disney? Disney's losing. Ron DeSantis is winning that fight. Most people believe in what DeSantis is doing towards Disney. So, and then, of course, he dicks, dicks McCarthy around about his approval ratings. Well, I mean, he can if he wants, but here's the problem. McCarthy's not running for president. His approval ratings, which, by the way, are around where the sand, where uh, Biden's are, his approval ratings are quite irrelevant. He's going to win his, his seat. It's Biden who's got to worry. His approval ratings are in the toilet. Okay, here he goes. Now, of course, Biden, he's already dicked Fox News, so, so he's got to keep going. So let's listen to what he said about Fox News. MSNBC owned by NBC Universal. Fox News owned by Dominion Voting Systems. Last year, your favorite Fox News reporters were able to attend because they were fully vaccinated and boosted. This year, with that $787 million settlement, they're here because they couldn't say no to a free meal. And hell, I'd call Fox honest, fair, and truthful, but then I could be sued for defamation. Roy's a great guy. He once dubbed me the Jay-Z of Delaware. Don't let that look in your face, you did. Tonight he asked me to keep it short, even offered me 10 bucks if I'd keep it under 10 minutes. That's a switch, a president being offered hush money. Okay, the reaction wasn't great there. And the reaction wasn't great there is because the president has been getting money. He has been corrupted, and they all know it. And that's a real problem. As far as Dominion goes and their settlement, yeah, Fox News, that's just, that's not even a third of what they have. They don't even care about that. They just didn't want everybody to have to testify. So they don't care about that. Where is the where were the jokes when CNN and MSNBC had to pay Nick Sandman a billion dollars or something crazy? I seem to remember it was somewhere in the vicinity of two hundred and fifty million dollars that CNN had to pay off uh, uh, pay off Nick Sandman after they slandered him. MSNBC we don't have the exact amounts, but it's it's clearly in the hundreds of millions. Where's all that? No talk about that. Now, I don't understand the whole Dominion thing. I mean, I kind of understand it because 
At first, Fox News said, yeah, this is a slam dunk. Fox News did admit they were exaggerating it, which means they lied. But I'm not exactly sure why Fox News get... Yeah, I do. Because Fox News is the enemy. And he's got to go after the enemy. And of course, all the people clapping about that, because Fox News is their competition, and they're still blowing the... Even after the Tucker scandal, they're still blowing the crap out of everybody else. So they're cheering. But what are they cheering about? Are they cheering about because Joe Biden admits that he is... Uh, their guy? Because Joe Biden is basically saying that everybody else, MSNBC, CNN, all of them, they're state-sponsored? Which they are? Because let's face it, CNN is CNN and MSNBC are just Democratic propagation, uh, propaganda outlets. There's no question there. Okay, finally, Joe Biden can't go through a speech without doing something weird. Um... Here he is making fun of the dark Brandon brand that the White House came up with after the Let's Go Brandon chant. Of course, the dark Brandon brand fell completely flat when they came up with it. And um, Let's Go Brandon, you can buy t-shirts, caps, flags. I, that's everywhere. It's still out there. But he, he continues to make fun of something that, uh, I'm sorry, dude, that's been gone, that, that's been out for over a year. No one thinks this anymore. So he goes in there, he starts talking about Doc Brandon, and then if you watch the video, he actually puts on his Ray-Ban sunglasses. It's just, it's just really a weird look. It's something you'd expect from a grandpa or a great-grandpa to do to try and make you laugh. And it actually doesn't really work. It's like, Grandpa, take off those glasses. So, yeah, listen to him here. Roy, the podium is yours. I'm going to be fine with your jokes, but I'm not sure about dark branding. <laughs> oh, yours, pal. Ugh. Again. It's just, it's just what your grandfather would do to try and make a 10-year-old smile. I mean, I'm caught doing this. I'm getting older, and I'm caught doing this, and the kids just look at me and shake their heads. That's exactly what I did. I mean, dude, you are making a joke about a joke that was made on you. You are making fun of something that makes you a laughingstock. But the media loves it. The media loves it. All the elitists love it. All those people believe in everything Joe Biden is doing. They believe the country is not in bad shape. They believe that the world is okay. That China is not threatening Taiwan. That Russia is doing okay. That it's okay to give $100 billion to Ukraine. There's no border problem. There's no crime problem. They're all living in their little bubble and they all support this guy. It's just another elitist get-together. And it looks really bad. It looks bad for the president. It looks bad for the press. I'm surprised Fox News even bothered showing up. Except they're waiting to see if he says something stupid. Now I believe that's exactly what they're waiting for. Okay. In our last story, 
I, I wanted to talk this because I think the backlash is coming. I see it on Twitter already. I see it on Twitter already. There's a lot of hate, not only coming from the left, but coming from the right. And that's the backlash. That is the cultural civil war that is going to be fought one way or the other. The question is, what is the level of violence that comes about? And I think it could be high. I think we could actually have violence happening. Now, I don't agree with it. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying call to arms, load your house with AR-15s or anything. I'm saying that it could happen. And the reason it could happen is because the left is not only trying to indoctrinate our children, but they're trying but they are condemning them if they don't go along with the with the with the indoctrination, if they don't go along with the plan or the ideology. And I have a feeling if these people go out there and attack the children, yeah, there there's going to be pushback. And that pushback could get ugly. Now, we already know the left is violent. We already know this. And the media tries to hide the violence. But the fact of the matter is, if this stuff is getting ugly, we we may see some pushback. I think we need to start having a conversation, both left and right, that says, hey, guys, um, your CRT, your gender I, gender indoctrination, all this stuff, it's not working and it's beginning to piss people off. And maybe uh, bad things could come about of it. So here's an example of it. A tw- uh, according to Fox News, a 12-year-old student was allegedly sent home from school after he refused to change his t-shirt that said, quote, there are only two genders, end quote. Liam Morrison, a 7th grader, at Nicholas Middle School in Middleborough, Massachusetts, said he was taken out of gym class March class on March 21st and met with school staff who told him people were complaining about the statement on his shirt and it made people feel, quote, unsafe, end quote. His comments were picked up by a popular Twitter account, Libs of TikTok. So he went up there and this is what he said. In the 7th, 10th grade at Nichols Middle School, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. Yes, words on a shirt made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I told, I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Thankfully, my dad supported my, my decisions and came to pick me up. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. No one person, staff, or student told me that they were bothered by what I was wearing. Actually, just the opposite. Several kids told me that they supported my actions and that they wanted one too. 
I experienced, no, I was told that the shirt was a disruption to learning. No one got up and stormed out of class. No one burst into tears. I'm sure I would have noticed if they had. I experienced disruptions to my learning every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption, yet nothing is done. Why do the rules apply to one, yet not another? I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Their arguments were weak, in my opinion. I didn't go to school that day to hurt feelings or cause trouble. I have learned a lot from this experience. I learned that a lot of other students share my view. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. I know that I have a right to wear those five, a shirt with those five words. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions. Even at school, this right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. My hope in being here tonight is to bring the school committee's attention to this issue. I hope that you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class. Next time, it may not only be me. There might be more students that decide to speak out. Thank you for your time and good night. Thank you. Okay, so the first question has to be, did his father or parents actually push him to do this? I don't know. And I, I, listening to him, he sounds well-read. I'd say probably not. He looks like, he sounds like, and looks like a, a debate, uh, a debater. And I get the impression maybe his parents had nothing to do with this. Now, if I were a parent, I'd say, well, wearing that shirt probably is not a thing you should wear. Not because he shouldn't express himself or he should be afraid, but because I don't want harm coming to my kid. But the fact is, is this kid something that that is representative of what's going on? I think it's very possible. And it's very possible, as parents said, if this kid has the balls to do this, I can't stop him. Let him go out there and do it, and let him face it. And he did. Now, here's the thing that really gets me. It's the pushback. The fighting. People are fighting back now against this shit. They are. People are sick and tired of being called racist. As a matter of fact, if you go on Twitter right now, and a lot of people are calling this hate speech, people are showing, look at what blacks are doing to white people. This is an uncomfortable conversation we have to have. Why does a black person feel like it's okay to beat the shit out of a white person and then not get any jail time over it? People are getting sick of the indoctrination of children. Why is these teachers going to teach these kids about sex, gay sex, trans things? Why, why is that okay? And do these kids actually want to hear any of this shit? Well, this kid doesn't. And I would guarantee you, he's right. Most kids don't want to hear this crap from their teachers. It's not a comfortable subject. It's not a subject that belongs in a, in a 8th grade school classroom. People are getting sick of this trans crap. It goes against everything. Science, reason, common sense. People are getting sick and tired of this trans group being put on a pedestal like there's something freaking special. They're not. Nobody's persecuting trans people. Trans people have been around for ages. They've been around since I was a kid. No one was persecuted. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, they're showing off their mental problems. 
but no one was was sitting back and saying let's let's lynch a trans person. People are sick of this. People are also sick of paying for criminals, illegal aliens, and the homeless and drug addicts. People are are tired of their cities and homes being destroyed because of blue policies that are just effing everything up. Most of all, people are sick of the blatant lies. The trans ideology is a blatant lie. It's a lie against nature. They're tired of the lies. They're tired of the lies from the president. They're tired of the lies from the government. Nobody believes any of these people anymore. And people are beginning to push back. Now, we've already seen what happens in Nashville when you push against trans ideology, they start going after you. Well, guess what? People are going to go after them. There's a video online right now, and I, I couldn't confirm it. That's why I'm not going to use it. But supposedly a trans kid, boy, walked into the girl's restroom, started exposing himself. Then he got, when the one girl started screaming at him, he started beating the shit out of her. And what ended up happening? Four guys went and beat the crap out of him. This is the hate that the left is hatching. I mean, is there hate between whites and blacks? Well, I hope not. I hope we can look at a white person can look at a black person and not put the the shroud of of all black people are are like Kamala Harris or are like. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi or any of those people. But I don't know. A person is smart. People are stupid. And the reality is we're beginning to see a real race war. The kind of race war that Charles Manson was trying to push back in the 60s. It's coming. And we need to talk about this. So it doesn't get to that point. But no one wants to talk about it. If I sit there and say, listen... I'm getting kind of angry that these black people are accusing me of being a racist simply because of the color of my skin. I don't think I'm a racist. As a matter of fact, what he's saying is racist, and then I'm called a racist. Is that going to make me hate black people? Not me personally, but a lot of people do have, get kind of angry. And then they start pushing back in the opposite direction. That's where you've got problems. And it's the same with the trans people. You know, I'm a, I'm a straight white man. And you know something? I I am, a, according to the left, I'm a victimizer. I'm a victimizer because of trans people and gay people. I have no problem if you're trans. I have no problem if you're gay. But, but the reality is, if you keep demonizing me, then yeah, I'm going to push back. And then what do they do? They call me a transphobe. They call me a homophobe. And then I push back again and then it just keeps going and then there starts building hate. Now, again, I'm not saying that of me. I'm saying because I don't hate anyone. I could care less. You want to call me a racist? I'll just say fuck you and move on and call you the racist. Because the reason you're calling me a racist is the color of my skin. That's the definition of racism. But the fact is, there are people out there that, that are beginning to push back. And you see it online all the time now. Okay, I'm going to have to get to Hunter Biden tomorrow. 
I'm afraid. It's kind of a big story, but and it's it's big big story. I'll lead it off tomorrow with it, unless there's some news. Have a great day. God bless you all. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>